Design Daily. I'm your host, Julia Van Leer. Today is November 19th, 2021. Here are your top stories for today. Employees of Penn's Gene Therapy Program, which is a prominent hub of biotechnology, have alleged a toxic work environment wherein dysfunction and appropriate behavior have run uncontrolled. One employee even said they felt physical symptoms of anxiety upon entering the building due to working conditions. Workers allege that Penn has turned a blind eye to their complaints. Juniors and seniors on the women's basketball team have been suspended for four games each this season. The university says this suspension is due to violations of university policy, though the specific policy players violated has not been named. The team plans to stagger these suspensions over its first eight games. After four undergraduate assembly members stepped down from their post, a special election on Monday determined that college senior Asad Manzer and college sophomore Cody Eskandarian will be college representatives. Our top story for this week is the month-long wait time for students to schedule a long-term meeting with Counseling and Psychological Services, or CAPS. Our guest is DP reporter Delaney Parks. Hi, Delaney. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing pretty well, thanks. So we're here today to talk about your story on CAPS, which is the uh, Psychological Services Center at Penn. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what CAPS does and uh, what the problem that you discuss in your story is? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, CAPS, or like Counseling and Psychological Services, um, is like Penn's mental health service, basically. So um, normally students can book both like initial assessments with CAPS counselors and also use other services that they offer. Like right now they have um, a 24-7 helpline. They also have um, walk-in hours where you can like walk in and wait for a while and they can get you to see um, a therapist for like 20 minutes. They also have this Let's Talk program, which I'll talk about probably a little bit more later. Um, But yeah, so those are the services that they offer. But I've actually been hearing and I decided to pitch the story because I've been hearing about a lot of people who have called CAPS, who've been going through like a lot of tough times with um, school and anxiety and just general stress that happens around this time of year. Um, and they were hearing that it would be like a month before they could get an appointment, um, which is like another source of stress, basically. And I also I know someone who had to like switch back to using caps after using an outside therapist because of insurance things. Um, and I actually had another reporter interview her. Um, and I realized that this was like an issue. So I talked to it about talked with my editor about it. And I really wanted to get like a balanced perspective so we could see kind of like what was at the root of this issue and also what health admin were saying about it. Because I didn't want to just be like alleging a lot of things. But yeah, so we were able to get a really balanced perspective, I think, because I got to um, attend a health meeting where the CAPS director explains that sometimes like in periods of, you know, like high stress, there can be a bit of a delay. But there are these other services available, like the Let's Talk program, which is a thing where at various locations around campus, um, trained like professionals have hours where you can walk in and just like talk about whatever is going on. It's like a very kind of intensive 30 minute session. Um, So they kind of explain that they have these services that I don't think everyone's aware of. But the story also goes into like three different students and their experiences using CAPS and how that delay was kind of demoralizing and discouraging and that was kind of an issue. Um, So it's not as though we're just saying, you know, like discouraging using CAPS or anything like that because it can be a really great service for people. But I think the story took a look into like how that is actually working out right now. 
Yeah, so I was going to ask about that um, because I've been hearing about long wait times uh, at CAPS since I got here. So when I, when I first started hearing about CAPS in the first place. Um, and so I guess I was wondering, you know, is the holidays in that high stress environment the reason why this is why we're not talking about it? Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know that personally it kind of came onto my radar more recently. I think it has been a bit of a problem. And well, no, actually, I do know that it's been a bit of a problem for at least um, one of the people in my story because she actually tried to get an initial assessment appointment around September. Um, but I hadn't heard as much about students who were struggling to get appointments until like into October, kind of um, like late October, kind of midterm stress period. So I think that may have had something to do with it. I can't say for sure how long the issue has been happening, but it's definitely not just a recent thing. But I think it might have come to a bit of a peak recently. Yeah. So you said that like um, the reason for this is because um, the high stress holidays. And, and so that's sort of why we've seen this peak. But I guess I was wondering if any students offered alternate solutions or anyone else offered solutions, um, just because I think that, you know, not having counselors available during uh, high stress uh, time is potentially an issue that needs to be fixed. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree for sure. Um, yeah, the thing is, um, I feel that like when I was talking to them, they were kind of not as focused on reducing the wait times for because like I said, there's a distinction between having counselors available at all, like doing those kinds of walk in things. And let's talk um, like there's a difference between that and then having the counselor availability to um, schedule several sessions with one counselor basically so that's the difference between um oh we'll look at your schedule we'll connect you with one specific person as opposed to just like oh you can come in literally whenever you want to which is what um i was talking to the chief wellness officer benoit dubay and he was like yeah you know i think it's important that students realize that they can come in every week if they want to it won't exactly be the same experience and i Personally, like, I do think that is a bit of a problem. But there is that, like, counselors are available, just not in the way that students would necessarily prefer them to be. Um, and, yeah, I did hear some kinds of, like, student suggestions as well. Um, one of the students specifically that I interviewed for the article actually said that in her, um, she decided to go to a walk-in appointment after hearing that she wouldn't be able to see anyone for a month. And the person that she met with actually, like, offered to schedule sessions, like, recurring sessions with him. So she was saying that, like, if there is that kind of availability, that should definitely be more publicized, right? Um, and then I also heard from another student who said that all of her interactions that she's had with CAPS people have been super positive, And it seems like everyone really does want to help. But there's this kind of fundamental problem where they're just not they don't seem to be hiring enough people, at least like we cannot say for sure exactly what's happening here. There's a little bit of a lack of clarity there, um, but there's not enough people to be scheduling these initial assessments with and like recurring counselor sessions. Um, it's not that people can't see a therapist. And I do want to be clear about that because um, that's kind of like what I was under the impression of before I started doing the research for this story. It's just that it's like slightly less consistent, like you might not be seeing the same person every week and that might be like a bit of a source of stress, but it's not that students can't see someone at all. Right. And that's the, Lex, the let's talk that you mentioned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. But both both the let's talk and just regular walk in office hours at like 36th and market or whatever it is. Gotcha. 
So you mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk um, about Let's Talk. Is there anything we haven't said about Let's Talk that you want to bring up? <laughs> I love all of the pun potential with Let's Talk. That's not what I was going to mention, but I just wanted to mention that. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting because I was not aware that this was a program that existed, really, and maybe that's on me. But it is, I think, maybe a better alternative than um, like these walk-in hours, both because it's like at a lot of like student support centers all around campus, um, like the LGBT Center, the Penn Women's Center, um, but also like I think there's a place in Van Pelt that does it. So like that kind of, I feel like that is a little bit less intimidating for students to walk into rather than like having to wait in this like lobby, like knowing they have a set time that they can talk to a trained professional. Um, and that's something that I think admin has really been like focusing on getting out, <laughs> publicizing. Again, I'm not really sure how successful that's been or if I am just oblivious, but it does seem like a slightly like a step better than um, the walk-in services. So I think it's important that people like know that that's an option. Right. Do, do you know, and, and this might be confidential, but um, but how prevalent CAP services are on campus or like how many people are, are using those services statistically? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to really get any numbers like that. I think, um, yeah, I will say some numbers that they gave me about various things that were interesting, um, at least considered with like the kind of anecdotal evidence that I've been getting. Yeah. But um not exactly the same thing, but they said that like something like 70%, I'm not sure if that's the number or if I'm just misremembering, but at least the majority of students are able to get an appointment, mm -hmm. an initial assessment within five days, mm -hmm. which again, doesn't necessarily line up with what I've been hearing, but that is their, you know, system of calculation. So I'm assuming it's correct. Um, so it might be that it does become more of an issue after that like initial point. Like a lot of people maybe schedule recurring appointments early in the semester and then it becomes harder to do so once you get a little bit into it. So is there anything about CAPS as a program that we haven't addressed yet that you want to talk about? Um, I think we've covered most of it. Okay, gotcha. And then is there anything about um, the larger solutions or the larger issues that we're facing that you wanna um, that we haven't brought up that you want to mention? Um, yeah, no, I think we've, again, like addressed mostly everything. I just, you know, I was really happy with the story because I feel like we were able to get a lot of like meaningful admin comment on things. And, you know, that can be kind of a struggle as a reporter when you're just getting like emailed statements and things like that or no response at all. So I really do enjoy the fact that there is kind of a solution presented. And I do think it's really cool that we have that kind of program available. But at the same time, like talking to people for this story, it was just like very kind of upsetting to hear because like I've been there, you know, like that's a very relatable, like when you're in a mental health situation, you really need more support maybe than what they were getting or at least what was like being made apparent that they were getting, if that makes sense. Yeah, thank you so much. This was great. That's all for this week's episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.